We are talking about a topic that can be shrouded in mystery. How does a GPA work? GPA, or your grade point average, is crucial when you are applying to college. So let's unravel the secrets so that you can help understand how GPA works and use it to your advantage as you go through your college search and find that college that is going to be the best fit for you. All right. So I am Courtney. I am the founder of Confused to College Ready. I am super excited to be able to talk with you all today. There are a few points that I want to make sure that we get covered. If you have not already, you actually can go back and listen to, we've kind of been doing a series of episodes where we talk about, is a four-year college right for me? Looking at the cost and the price of a four-year college, how to know what the different college uh, prioritization criteria are, lots of different things. I will have all of those episodes linked in the notes below, but we would love for you to go back and check some of those out just to help make sure that you have everything you need for your college search. Okay, so grade point average. What is your grade point average? And are there different grade point averages? Yes, there are. So there's a couple of different things. One is going to be a weighted grade point average. Some of this might depend on the state or the area that you live in. In South Carolina, where I live, the state actually put together a full weighted grade point average scale. So that is not something that high schools are going to determine. That is something that the entire state of South Carolina follows. Your state might be different. Your state might end up having some very specific criteria that you have to follow like South Carolina, or it could be left up to the districts, or it could be left up even to um, different counties or other criteria. So some of that is going to depend on you looking into what your state, what your district, what those criteria are for determining grade point average. So in South Carolina, we have a weighted scale that we follow. Students also receive an unweighted um, GPA that they are able to determine and see where their grades fall. So what's the difference between weighted and unweighted? A unweighted GPA, an unweighted GPA is going to be your, it's on a 4.0 scale. And that is something that typically, and again, look into your specific state or school, but an unweighted GPA is typically a 90 to a 100 would be considered a 4.0. An 80 to an 89 would be considered a 3.0. 70 to 79 is a 2.0. 60 to 69 is a 1.0. And then anything that is a failing grade or anything below that D would be considered a zero points towards that GPA. Unweighted is a little bit different. Unweighted is going to give different quality points towards that grade point average based on the difficulty level of the class that you are taking. So for example, and again, I'm going to use South Carolina because that's where we are. You would want to find out the specific criteria for your weighted GPA. And the weighted GPA is going to look at, so let's say that you have a college prep level course, that that is your base level in South Carolina, that is the base level class. And if you got an 80, that would be a 3.0 towards your GPA. Let's say you took an honors level class. So that honors level class is a little bit more difficult. There's some more rigor that's involved with it. 
you have some different expectations as far as the work that you're doing in that class. And so that warrants you receiving more quality points towards your GPA for the work that you've done in that class. So if you have an 80 in an honors level class in South Carolina, rather than the 3.0, it gives you a 0.5 increase. So your GPA is a 3.5. All right, so let's talk about an AP or dual credit or IB class. So depend again, you wanna make sure that you are looking at exactly what's needed in your state or in your district, but that weighted GPA is looking at your specific needs as far as or your specific level, as far as the class that you're taking. So if you're taking AP, IB, dual credit level classes in South Carolina, that gives you an additional boost towards your quality points of your GPA. What does that mean? So a CP level class is going to have your base level GPA. An honors level class increases it by 0.5. A, an AP or dual credit weighted class is actually in South Carolina going to increase that GPA by a full point. If you don't know what your GPA system is, I would go to your high school website. I would look in... Um, if that's not, if it's not there, look at your district, contact your school counselor right now as this episode is coming out live at summer. So you're not necessarily going to have a school counselor who's there, but you also can look and see what is, if there's anything specific to your state. So the AP, IP dual credit classes are even more rigorous. They're more challenging than what you're going to have in a, in an honors level class. And so that warrants you getting 0.5 above that the quality points above your GPA for an honors level class. So an 80 in a CP level class is going to be a 3.0. An 80 in an honors level class is a 3.5. An 80 in an AP weighted class, dual credit or IB, that's going to be a 4.0. And the numbers in South Carolina go up and down from there, dependent on the grade, the specific numerical grade that you get. Well, that's what is happening as far as weighted versus unweighted. But Courtney, colleges are saying that they are looking at things differently. Yep. So point number one, definition, we define the weighted and unweighted. Point number two is the colleges can calculate GPA differently. This also is true for NCAA. So if you are wanting to be a college level athlete, NCAA, NAIA, you need to make sure that you know what your what the requirements are for your GPA as you are applying and wanting to be qualified as an athlete. NCAA, they are only looking at your core courses. So they're not looking at extracurriculars. They're not looking at PE or electives that you've taken. It's important that you look at the NCAA website to find out exactly what's needed. As a, um, as a helpful tip and hint for students that I am working with, um, one of the things that we do is we actually have a breakdown of the NCAA, the specific information that you need. Um, another wonderful resource is Coach Renee Lopez. Uh, she actually has a Facebook group that is in a book. It's called Looking for a Full Ride that is very specific to student athletes. I would strongly encourage you, if you are an athlete, to look into that. Um, I have been incredibly impressed with her resources. Um, 
but the college calculation. So colleges are going to potentially look at your GPA on their own scale. Some high schools that I have seen, they might have an eight point scale, a nine point scale for GPA, which is very different than what the college is going to be looking at. So it is helpful for you to go to the college website to see how are they planning to track that GPA. Are they saying they're only looking at core classes? If so, then you know those electives aren't going to make a difference. I also would find out, if it doesn't say on the website, find out how is the college defining a core class. Are they looking at English, math, science, social studies? Do they add world languages into the mix of that? Those are important things for you to be aware of with your um, while you're calculating your GPA to see how you compare to that average incoming freshman, the their average GPA for the pre the class that's prior to your class. Okay, so we have um, we talked about the definition of weighted versus unweighted GPA. We talked about how colleges are calculating. If you don't know how the college is calculating GPA and you can't find it on the website, it is always, always worth reaching out to the college directly to say, hey, I want to make sure that I am looking at everything correctly. I have looked at the website. I know that you, you know, I know what the average incoming GPA was for the class last year. Can you talk to me about how that's calculated for your specific college? The other thing is that's really good demonstrated interest. Demonstrated interest, if you don't know, here's a bonus tip, is when you are, colleges might track how much interaction you've had with them. So are you reaching out and asking questions? Have you clicked on the links in an email? How long did you have an email open that the college sent to you? If you clicked on a link, how long did you stay on that website? So they are actually able to track a lot of information. And they will, some colleges very specifically look at demonstrated interest. This is something else that you also should be able to find out on the website or you can reach out to the college about. The next point that I want to talk about. So we've done weighted versus unweighted is number one. We talked about number two is the college and how they are calculating GPA. Number three is, let's talk about high school course availability. So with a weighted GPA, if your college isn't offering AP, IB, dual credit level classes, your GPA might not be higher than someone might not be as high as someone who had the opportunity to take those classes. That makes a difference. And colleges are looking at a school profile where they're seeing what courses are available for you. What classes have you taken? That makes a big difference. The other thing is if you are trying to take all of these incredibly rigorous classes, but you're not doing as well in them, that can make a difference as well because you don't want to take an AP class and be making a super low grade that's not reflective of how much you are able to challenge yourself and what you're able to, to do. Sometimes we end up that we take several classes that are incredibly challenging and you really are um, that maybe something happened. Maybe there is some kind of a crisis or maybe something has happened to you during the year that has impacted how you do. And that is certainly something that you can address in a personal statement to the college. That is also something that you could ask for a teacher or school counselor to address in a letter of recommendation for you. 
So that high school course availability can definitely um, make an impact on what your GPA looks like, but the colleges are going to get a profile that, like I said, it's going to look at what are the course offerings at your specific college. All right. So we've talked about the definition of weighted versus unweighted GPA. We've talked about how colleges are calculating GPA, number two. Number three is your high school course availability. And then number four I wanna talk about is, what if your GPA isn't quite where you want it to be? This can happen. And for those of you that don't know or haven't listened to some of our previous episodes, I have talked about the fact that when I got into college, I was originally a music major. I was a vocal music major. Obviously, that is not what I am doing for my career. Um, I still love music, but it was not a good fit. And so my GPA in college was not what I wanted it to be. It ended up dropping dramatically. I lost my scholarships. That's a different story for a different day. Um, but I was able to go on and be successful when I found something that I was passionate about. Again, different story, different day. But my GPA was really low when I started out after my freshman year of college. Sometimes that happens to us. Maybe it's one class that we struggle with. Maybe it's multiple classes that are an issue. And so your GPA is not where you want it to be. Does this mean that all hope is lost? Absolutely not. So your plans might change a little bit depending on how, where you are in your high school journey, depending on what steps you take to remediate or to work hard in your classes for the rest of your high school career. Um, you can definitely bring your grades up. This is not an all hope is lost situation. It is going to take a lot of work. It took me through the end of my senior year to really see my GPA come back up to where I wanted it to be. And it took a tremendous amount of work, a tremendous amount of effort. Was it worth it? Absolutely. I worked hard and I was very proud of what I had done. And ended up being accepted into a graduate program that was a fantastic program. So that didn't define me. That wasn't the only thing about my path that made a difference. Um, it made things more challenging. So for you, the same could be true. Your GPA starts out a little bit lower. You are having to work a whole lot harder. You're wanting to address that. What happened? Was there a specific reason that your grades were lower for that particular semester or that particular school year? And what did you do and what lessons did you learn to be able to raise your grades? And how are you gonna help make sure that you're applying that in college when they're, you're not necessarily gonna have your parents there? That If you're living at home, they might be more involved, but you are working with your college professors. You are the one who is having those conversations. You are needing to show a lot more responsibility. The college professors aren't gonna talk to mom or dad. Mom or dad, if you're the one who is listening, that's something that I think is also important to have conversations beforehand about what those expectations are for your student going into college. But again, that's a whole other podcast episode. That's a whole other YouTube video um, for another day and another time. If your GPA isn't where you want it to be, maybe it doesn't, you don't have the time or it's not raised high enough to the school that you want to go to. That's also okay. There are different opportunities. There are different pathways for you so that you can still continue your education. Maybe you are transferring after going to a two-year college. And if you haven't, I would encourage you to go back 
and listened to a couple of our episodes about is college right for me? Looking at is a four-year college worth it? Looking at how to the episode on how to search for colleges. I will link all of those below in the show notes. But that's something that you need to find the right path. And so maybe the path is that you go to a two-year college and you transfer. Be careful to make sure those credits will all transfer as you're taking it. It can take some more work on the front end, but definitely worth it. Then the other piece is um, looking at maybe after you complete your four-year degree, then you're able to transfer and complete a master's degree in another program. So I told you all that I had not had a very successful freshman year and ended up going to the top um, program for social work in the country by the time that I finished my bachelor's program. It was rated number one. Um, And that was based off of other social work schools that were rating and everything, but I was able to get into a top program. Um, And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that to help you understand that there are other options and opportunities after you complete your college education. So I hope this has been helpful. Please subscribe, follow the channel, turn on notifications, leave us a comment to let us know what this has, how this has been helpful. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Take care.